All right. Let's do this. Hey, brother. Hey, Hi. brothers. I'm going to say that. Home or say that. Home. Hey, brothers. Hi. Hi, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to. We're gonna build is that what I was supposed to do? I think. I, I think. Trying that, to follow. Yeah, this is, I don't this know. Is, this I, is I a, can't. I'm trying to go with that to like make it something, but yeah. it never is hey, what I need it to be. Hey, brother. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll. I'll tweak hey, it. I'll tweak brother. it a little bit in the in post. This so is this is the cool. podcast about how when words fail, music speaks. I'll take that. I'll take that. And uh, sometimes with siblings, words fail. Senses fail. Wait. When music fails. Fists usually speak. Right? That's true. Yeah. And in the moments when you're reflecting with the the wounds, sometimes the music can come into comfort. Is that where this goes? Actually, I think, I think when I was banging. <laughs> I think the real thing it is is that is that rather than argue about politics, it's probably healthier to argue about music. Yeah. Or God. I guess so. I mean, I mean, music's better to argue about than God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rather than rather than rather than arguing about how you should raise your child, it's better to argue about whether the Weezer cover album is good or not. It's a healthier place. Yeah, I guess. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Lee. In that particular mu- music, music is our is our instance. therapy sandbox, where you're allowed to do whatever you want. Isn't that what you do in the sandbox in therapy? You can kill, you can pillage. Um, so, just like each younger brother is kind of a cover of the brother before him. This this week has cover songs. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find we're gonna dig into the the archives of covers, which I think Ryan's the demo version in this in this <laughs> example. <laughs> I thought Ryan was I thought Ryan was a cover of Bert. Bert, yes, from Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh, you that's what you were emulated your life after. Well, he had an apartment in New York City, so. He also, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna so cover songs. One of the things that I always, when I'm trying to, I don't know. There's a there's, covers are a weird thing because either this is the way that you are introduced to a to an artist. Um, it's the way that an artist you like pays pays respect to the songs that have gone on before, or. Maybe it's just people playing each other's songs because they don't have any better ideas. That's that's where we go. So I don't know. I had I had kind of a weird journey digging through cover songs because I kept coming at it from different angles, and no, none of them seemed like they were the actual. I don't know. They seemed like they were from. You can come at it from so different, so many different ways, and there was always a song there to, to find that. So I, there was a couple for mine. There was always the. Am I looking I'm, for am I looking for the the perfect song see, that, like the song that I know covered by a band that I know or am I looking for a song that I didn't know before when I'm getting Here's here's what a good cover is. A good cover is when you say a funny joke in confidence to a friend and then they say that joke at a party and you see them get a good laugh. <laughs> and then you think that's my joke. That's what it's all about. It's that, you know, a cover a cover song or album is a way to impress a girl that you want to take advantage of in some way. We don't use that language anymore. We let, we're in a post-Ryan Adams I, no, I'm not world. talking about me. <laughs> no, but let's be clear. That was a direct Ryan Adams okay, I see. comment. I see. This, this is a... This is a 
This is a let's take a moment of silence to, to an artist that will not be featured on this week's podcast. Which is unfortunate because most of the covers that I had on my list to begin with. What's were... unfortunate, Ryan, that we can't use it or that he did that to all those women? Okay, oh, what's really unfortunate here? It's it's. You guys very, took brand new away from me two weeks ago. <laughs> then last, then I lose Ryan Adams. That was going to be half of my playlist contributions. I know. What's next? Yeah, Ryan Adams does a lot of covers, doesn't he? Yeah, there are a lot of and big ones. The biggest cover, one of the biggest covers on Spotify is one of his. Which one? Wonderwall. Wonderwall, that's right. Um, but uh, but no longer. He's uh, Sometimes you hear a cover song and you think, who do you think you are? You know? Yeah. So my first prerequisite is I can't have that reaction when I first hear the song, you know? Oh, so it's like they you have to you have to like know what you're capable of and not try to overshoot. Right. You've got to know where's your lane <laughs> and uh, you got to stay in it. The other thing is, if you're going to cover a song, you better bring something, you know? Yeah. I hate these cover songs that are just like you singing the exact same song in the same genre, a la Weezer in Africa, which wait, is, I'm glad wait, to but, see that's, yeah. that's not on here, right? Uh, it is If now. Africa was on here, I would be done. <laughs> With the podcast or the, this episode? With the podcast. With this episode. Okay. That's, that's generous. I think, but but isn't there something to be said about when you're just playing it straight? You get you breathe a new life into the song and you give it another another bump. It's it's. You, I don't need you you at, you breathe new life into it at the sake of sacrificing authenticity, which well, could only the, come from the original. But that's the thing with artist. The, there's nobody who's playing Africa live legitimately right now. So there's a whole new Toto generation. Is. I guess it's, but only because they've been. Re- Toto has so few of its original members that's cover whenever they play it. That's probably true too. But there's that, that there's that aspect to it where even if it's like a is Toto named after the dog from Wizard of Oz? I never dug into that. Probably interesting. Also, is Africa racist? I don't know what that song's talking about. It's kind of racist. Okay, it's like it's, like it's, more, it's, it's fetishizing, more, fetishizing a, a a foreign. Yeah, well, it's kind of like putting putting Anglo mm. um, ideals into a place where they don't necessarily fit. <laughs> and, Colonialism, that's, right? That's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we start with some music? So here's, so let me do. Let me let me take this one. Ryan, Ryan might break down in tears during this one. This is a good one. So here's here's that other angle. So there's there's the couple different versions. I think we got into the the covering the classic, covering uh, someone that you're respecting, and then just maybe kind of opening people's eyes to something new. Um, so the cover that the first cover that I'm picking is. Well, this is the, one of the best places to go for covers, by the way. I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that in a second. But this is... You're burying uh, in the lead. I know. I know. So we're going to go with uh, Bon Iver's cover of Anais Mitchell's Coming Down. I've never been so high. I've never been so high. I've never been so high I think I'm coming down I've never laughed so loud I've never laughed so loud I've never laughed so loud I think I'm coming down Nothing gonna stop me now so, 
This is the way that I was introduced to Anais Mitchell. I think this is during the time that he was that Justin Vernon was being featured on her album Hades Town. So I think that which was is a, now a Broadway musical. Is it really Broadway yeah. musical? Um, so this is a uh, somebody who I paid a lot is of that, attention to. Is that Sean to. Carey there in the background? Yeah, it is. He's playing the piano actually. A little harmony. That's nice. This is in the Triple J. Like a version, that's uh, like the Australian radio, radio station that does. It always has the the artists that come in and play a cover song. It's one of the better music stations in yeah. the world. Yeah, and when they get Is this the portion music. of the program where you guys pick out every contributing individual on a bon, bon Iver recording just I'm, by one second of listening? Um, yeah. you cut out a little bit there, but I'm guessing you're making fun of Bon Iver. Look. <laughs> Just continue, guys. <laughs> well, you, you, you're one to talk. You have a Bon Iver co- cover coming up. I see it on the playlist here. I see it on the queue. Well, uh, I figured that we hadn't we hadn't made Alan like sit through uh, a, a Bon Iver song yet. So I figured this is as good a place as any to make that happen. Um, I think that he uh, he uh, that song is good. I don't want to choose between the two versions of that song. That's true. That's uh, that's another one that I like. I don't like one better than the other. But I definitely would never have found. I don't think I would ever have found Anais Mitchell's song if i hadn't heard this did you and you i think you probably introduced me to nice mitchell from that yeah so yeah. like it was a it was a nice little i mean he brought so much attention to her from that and i think it's just one of those songs that has that and i met one of my uh my, my fa- most favorite drug dealers at a nice mitchell show which <laughs> he left a big impression on me actually in more ways than one i guess um so i'll go next uh this is uh ready to start from tears for fears gonna say um that uh they do the song better than arcade fire so this is the other version i didn't touch on well here's the crazy part really quick all right there it is i love that song the original song by arcade fire but um well the weird thing about this is tears for fears they were gone for for a long long time they weren't. I don't know if they were playing shows or anything. They weren't releasing any music, and this was the song they chose to kind of come back with, which maybe they just they just did the the admission that they had no more songs to write and they would rather just cover. But that's high praise for Arcade well, Fire. Well, that is the other angle of a cover song is that the trying to insert yourself back into relevance by covering a song that is. I think when did this come out? It's been a couple years. Well, and they covered this one, and they actually covered a few around the same time. Have you guys heard this one before? I Actually, haven't. I haven't heard that. Um, they did My Girls, my, and I was a boy from school from Hot Chip. You stepped on my toes because I was going to do Arcade Fire as well. But, uh, 
Yeah, one thing about I've noticed is sometimes through cover songs is when I realize like how good how good a songwriter. Can you guys hear me? You were you you cut out there a little bit, but you're back. Yeah, cover songs like uh, help me realize how good a songwriter like certain artists are because you hear other people play the song and it sounds you know so even better than the original artist you know ryan this reminds me of that operation ivy cover album remember yeah and then you heard that and almost every artist who played it it just sounded like awesome you know um and so you realize oh shoot those guys really were good you know yeah they just kind of open your eyes like oh this these guys are good this is a, these are like better songs than any of these bands actually have and they're covering this you know. yeah which is i res- personally i respect that more i mean there's musicians and performers are like there's so many but really good songwriters um it seems like are more rare so i for me that's like a, a notch in the belt if you if you're really writing these songs that other people can turn into something really cool yeah yeah Anyway, anyway, let me jump in here. All right. All right. I'm going to do uh, an artist, Longfellow, singing a Sia classic, Elastic Heart. Um, so this is an example of where they just kind of do a different spin on it, you know, with this acoustic, rhythmic, acoustic sort of sound to it. I just think it sounds, it's very fitting for the song. And another one bites the dust Oh, I can and I conquer love And I'm out of thought that we were warm Wanted to fight this war without weapons And I wanted it, I wanted bad But there were so many red flags Yeah, so I think that's part of it for an artist um, choosing a cover song. You want to... You hope that the artist, like, actually has a sense for you know, what's a good fit for the song, you know, because it's not just like throw any song into any genre, you know, some sort of, you know, melodies and, and things lend themselves more to certain representations. I think this is a, a good fit for this one. Um, Longfellow, I'm not really familiar with actually, but I don't know if you guys are. They do a lot of covers. I haven't heard of them. I don't really know. They have a, they have a song called Brooklyn, which is, classic you know <laughs> always worth writing songs about brooklyn um i love sia are you a sia fan ellen oh yeah she's very talented she's underrated because i think she's what she's like way old or something she's been well, doing it for a long time well, you know i mean her thing was that she was a songwriter long before she was a a, a well-known yeah, performer a, so she's written some of like the like she wrote chandel no not chandel that's her song she wrote she was in like Beyonce songs, Rihanna songs. Yeah, she's been writing stuff since like the mid '90s, I think. Uh, she uh, wrote yeah, "Jolene" she... by Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely o- has a formula, down, you know. It's uh, she she figured out, you know, the whole pop. She's very pop, you know. She she knows what she's doing to please the masses. So I like how when she when she puts the pedal to the metal, she doesn't let up either. She just it's all the all the feelings. But the crazy thing is that she's got this awesome voice too, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the, I guess the weird thing about her, she also has an interesting thing where she covers her head with a with either a wig or a, a, a bag. Usually, maybe that's part of the reason why she preferred to be the songwriter for the for a while. I think I that's mean, just because she doesn't want she wants to write teeny bop songs, but she's too old for that. If you actually saw her, yeah, I mean, but we know what she looks like now. It's twenty nineteen. Yeah, there's that. You can you could Google image search anybody these days. 
Yeah, if you want to get back into some Sia, though, go listen to the Zero Seven albums. Is that right? Yeah. Zero Seven? Yeah, she's the vocalist for Zero Seven. Oh, that was her band? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. But yeah, there's nothing better than a good Sia song. What do you got, Ryan? Um, So with that idea that um, Alan just brought up, that idea that uh, you can't just throw any song into any genre and make it good. (laughs) And so there's... Sometimes when that 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 thing when people get a little overzealous with their covers, and uh, usually when you cover a song that's gigantic and it's totally out of the genre, it's usually a pretty big swing, and a lot of times it's a miss. But when you hit it just right, it's good. I'm I'm gonna go with Obadiah Parker's cover of Hey Ya from Outcast. Baby, don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really want him or can't stand to see me walk out the door? I can't stand to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. So, this is a song that, like, the real it's a sad song but when andre's singing it you just want to dance i guess there's no it it takes a lot of listens before you actually catch what's going on with the song but then when you have somebody who sits down with a guitar and and does he tell you to shake it in this one too though i think so yeah. later yeah he does okay but but there's something i mean that's that's a this could go I, i've heard other versions of this song or other covers of the song and not everybody gets it. I think Obadiah gets it, which is weird because he doesn't look like a guy that gets outcast, although I guess he's probably the perfect target demographic for that band. But it kind of, but he adds something to the song that kind of lets you like sit in there and like, now it's a sad song, even though it is a sad song. It's just different in his, in his hands. Is this what he was hearing when he was listening to Hey Ya? Is that how it works? Maybe. That's kind of depressing, I guess, when you're thinking about it. He couldn't just, uh, yeah. I just want to picture him in a big, sweet fur coat, like Big Boy at the, what was that, the Super Bowl? Yeah, big Boy at the Super Bowl? Good. He was there, yeah. The Super that Bowl. was good stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was, uh, that was sentimental. Wait, my, my next song is this, is, this is probably the saddest thing of all, is when somebody's cover of someone else becomes their best song. Right, and it's it's the one worth best knowing them for, and the one that's most enjoyable. And this is a C and Cake covering David Bowie's "Sound of Vision." I think this is C and Cake's best song, but it's not the best cover of Sound and Vision, actually. Have you guys seen Beck cover Sound and Vision? He did, he, Beck did this weird, crazy concert where he was in this, like, this circular stage and he had all these choirs and bands surrounding him and they did Sound and Vision. 
Yeah. No, it's I not didn't. on Spotify or else I would have chosen that one, but uh but this is a this is this is what happened. Have you guys had this experience where you hear a band cover a song you like so much, you're like, I must like that band now. Yeah. And you give yeah. you give all their, their albums uh, the old college try and none of them hit you and you're like, Oh, they just really nailed that one song. That's all I got. Which goes back to that idea that when you cover a good song, it's still a good song. Yeah, that that's what would be, what would be the equivalent in a, in, in a social circumstance? You for like a first date, you have all these like good one-liners you got from somebody else, but once date date two and three, you have to do your own material, and it's just not yeah. it's not working. <laughs> You're not vibing. This is a this is him singing a little bit here. Cause it takes forever to actually get started. This is my other admission is I've never I've never really purposely listened to David Bowie. That is one of those that you have to kind of have been introduced somehow. And covers are a good way to get into David Bowie. Do you ever listen to that um, Life Aquatic soundtrack with all of the Portuguese acoustic covers nice. of David those Bowie? Nice. That's actually one of the ways I got it. Was uh, so wait when I was when yeah when I was getting indoctrinated by the, the music tastes of of U two, not the not the band U two heaven forbid, um, you Alan and Ryan. David Bowie, you guys weren't 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 uh, spinning David Bowie, were you back in the '90s? He no, was I don't little... mention that to people because it means you're not cool. So I just don't usually well, chime I, in. You can respect. I mean, there, there's a few people I wish that I had. I, I, I wish I liked more than I did, or at least I wish that I listened to more instinctively. I think I'd choose Prince over David Bowie, but David Bowie's a close second. Wasn't he in Zoolander? He was in Zoolander. Also, I wish I listened to Pink Floyd on purpose too. I've tried. There's, there's some though. I mean, but when, Lee, when you can find someone who can get you into the, at the right place and you get in there, I do like money. It's a good Lee. Song. You don't have to listen to Pink Floyd to wear the shirt, just in case. you Yeah, <laughs> it's just on sale at Target. Are there? Do you? Did you guys have any bands that you uh that you would just that you found that you only liked the one cover song they did? Maybe that. Maybe you've already played one of those. Maybe that's the, the Longfellow situation. Um, I'm thinking of things like well, it's like, oh, this is a bad. This is a bad one, but it's a. Uh, I don't think I know much more about Jeff Buckley than Hallelujah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and that's a tough one. Because yeah, I Jeff... thought that's who. I thought that's what you were introing there, Lee, because there's an artist that no one knows anything about except he covered that song, and then on top of it, his cover of the song revolutionized the song itself. Now that is a successful. Cover. Well, and then and then the thing is, I mean, the tragic death, of course, of Jeff Buckley not long after he recorded that, um, kind of cemented that as being his song, right? Uh, I'm not convinced that he would have had. Another hit. <laughs> had I don't know. Been, I've, I, I have gone back career. and listened to that album. Not that we're talking about that song necessarily or this artist, but um, but there are some things in there. I think that if on his own, he probably could have found some mainstream success. You know, another album after that. I might as well get into this one. The one thing that always makes me mad about this song, though, or when I hear the song, and not about this song, is that the 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 thing that most people are connected to, or at least most people our age are connected to, with the song. Is Shrek. Yeah. But it's not this version. It's the Rufus Wainwright Oh, it's Wainwright Rufus Wainwright covering Jeff Buckley covering. Yeah. But Rufus Wainwright does this thing that's so, it makes me so mad. Because I like Rufus Wainwright. Now. There's a lot of things I like about him. I like, I like that he covered the song. But when he says a line in this, he says it wrong. And I can tell that he doesn't get the song because of that. Like he just pronounces it. Ryan is the kind of the, Ryan is, it, you know how they're recording the Stradivarius in the quiet Italian town to, to capture the, the, the true sound of the violin? Ryan is that with it comes to the 
the lyrical interpretation of Hallelujah. Not even the the, the lyrical pronunciation is oh. what it is. Because I, wait, uh, well, I'm blanking on who who's who, who's the original songwriter. Leonard oh, Cohen. Leonard Cohen. That's right. Which is another bizarre one too. If you like go back. That's a weird song. It is. It's like well, it's like a poet as a poem. He like reads it. To right, and it's just it. really, it's really kind of. Well, it's very Leonard Cohen-y, which I like. Here's, but here's the part right here. What is he saying? Okay, so the the Leonard Cohen and the like Jeff this, Buckley. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift, we talked over it the baffled king He says, you don't care much for music, do you? Oh, that part. And then Rufus Wainwright says, do you? Oh, and do it, you. And it bothers me. Oh, Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. And I actually went back. That's one of those when I dug in. Like, because this song, there's, there might not be a better song in the world than that song. Which... Um, We'll cut Night Joe, but let's not go there right now. <laughs> but following through, like seeing like which what's what did Leonard Cohen? How did he write it? And that's is Rufus funny. Wainwright's number one song Hallelujah as well? It is. Yeah. So I means- think a lot of I think there's a lot of people that this is their number one song is Hallelujah. I don't think I'm. There's another cover. This another. But isn't that weird that 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 Hallelujah has has become kind of made two two artists aside from Leonard Cohen? Is it his, is it Leonard Cohen's number one song? You think it's got to be? It's it's. I mean. I should get on that. No, his is Suzanne. That's that's kind of weird because nobody knows his version. I just I think that it might just not be on. Maybe the album's not on here. It's right here. Hallelujah, uh, number two. He got he got he got forty million to forty seven. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, that was a <clears throat> that was a diversion. But I mean, Hallelujah was worth talking about. Yeah, that's that's that may be the biggest the the most the pinnacle of cover songs actually. Freebird um, maybe. Freebird. Um. There's that version of Cotton Eye Joe that's covered by. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't, I don't know if anyone's been brave enough to. To uh, that's that's something about knowing your lane, like Alan was talking about. What about Sweet Dreams? That kind of made Marilyn Manson, didn't it? Um, that was kind of a. Well, that wasn't. Was that the first song that came out from Marilyn Manson, or was it the? That's the first one I knew of. I'm not. I, yeah, that's true. Does he just play it straight? Uh, he he gives it is little, it is pretty straight. I, yeah, it's a, but it's got his little thing, like his vocal. This was like a, this was one of his earliest albums. Yeah, this, is, this is like the '96. Um, one song that just before I forget that I noticed is not on here, which kind of surprised me, was "Smells Like Teen Spirit" with by Tori Amos. That was a little too mainstream for me. Who so covered that one? Tori Amos, I think, right? Yeah, she's got that one. She's got a couple of Nirvana songs. Or maybe I was listening to somebody else too. I didn't expect Marilyn Manson to be on this episode but there you go <laughs> that Old one Maryland. is a good one that was uh back in so this is like 95 that's back when i uh so that was that was that was on the radio it was like on his, the radio his, well how how old was that song when he covered it that's like a that's man, 80s it's right? at least 80s maybe 70s even um because when you were in the 90s the 80s weren't that far away no they weren't but it was like a, that's like a total like um like a pop song you know it's like a there's nothing. I mean, he definitely took it to a different place. Took something happy, made it made it kind of crazy. Sounds about right. I guess it's not a happy song, but where were we? I don't know. Who's up? Ryan's up. I'm up. Yep. What was the last one we did here? No, Ryan did. You did two, and I did two. Alan's only did one. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. Let me see. What do I got here? Uh, let's do. Um, let's do Birdie and Skinny Love. All right. Alan loves. Alan loves Bon Iver, so here we go. I love this one. This almost ca- crossed the threshold of too popular for me to include, but, you know, 
This song made Birdie. But tell me this wasn't the first time you're like, oh my gosh, Skinny Love is a beautiful song. You know? It wasn't the first time. I'm telling you. For me, for me, I was like, you know, it, it, it took this one to turn me around on that song. I was, I mean, this isn't the Bon Iver song that, like, isn't my, that's not the song that got me from that album. But this, this cover is one of the classic covers. I, there's this video of her singing this, sitting right next to Justin Vernon, and he's got this look on his face the whole time. It's like, it's pretty, it's a pretty amazing moment. But she has this way of doing this. Because wasn't she like 14? Isn't she like, she's a young teenager when she's doing this. Yep. Justin Vernon was 15 when he wrote it. So, no, probably not. Justin Vernon was a depressed uh, late 20-something in him. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she's, she wasn't in a place where she could understand what the song was all about. I don't think. I don't know if I'm in a place yet. It's It's just a crappy relationship, right? Yeah, this is him talking about. This is his. This is the. If only it it was that simple, Alan. The the relationship that uh, sent him to the woods to write songs in a um, Walden Pond style. Uh, Guys, I know I brought Boney Bear here, but let's not get dramatic. (laughs) Well, Birdie. Birdie. I I was asking for it, but. <laughs> once, once you do, isn't this whole isn't her whole album covers though her first yeah album? it is I think that's covers. how she started yeah I don't think she's had much of a well, oh those, you know what song she's I, probably an artist that really relied on the cover you know yeah. what song I gotta, I gotta play just just keep talking amongst yourselves you, but that's the whole thing is like she didn't have I mean she's a little kid she didn't have like a whole you know catalog worth of songs to to play herself so she was just playing with her talent she was just playing these other great songs and they sounded amazing coming from her all right, let's get wild here for the next little few minutes before we wrap up. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we're gonna listen to Susan Boyle for a second here. Have you guys listened to Susan Boyle do "Wild Horses" by Rolling Stones? Okay, Alan, I added it to the playlist at the very bottom. You see it? Yeah. All right, let's do Susan Boyle "Wild Horses." Speaking of Birdie. Childhood They're similar songs, actually, in a way. The things that you wanted Well, I bought them for you Susan Boyle was the lady on uh, Britain's Got Talent who was like a crazy, like, cat lady type person who everyone right. wanted to laugh right. off. And she yeah, killed she it. Sang, she sang Les Mis. And Simon Cowell cried or whatever. But um, but she did this album. And this is a Rolling Stones song. I had no idea. Until she was performing it again. Oh, here's the, here's the part right here. This is a, this is a resting. That's that's a that's a when somebody can do that to a Rolling Stones song, that's what covers are all about, I think. Right? 
I'll, t- I'll accept that. Yeah, I don't think this was one of the bigger Rolling Stones songs, was it? it was no, of- it was just an obscure song. They, uh, I think they took a lot of artistic liberties with this version for her, her first album. Who knows who did that arrangement or whatever, but that's, uh, that's gosh darn beautiful, if you ask me. How many times did you have to watch those uh, that YouTube video back in the day? When she blew everyone away? Yeah. I mean, whenever you feel like you, whenever you need the chills and or a little, just a, a moment to think like anything's possible, just search Susan Boyle YouTube. That was the... It was you the, don't have to search you. You don't have to put YouTube in the search I, bar. You can just... It was, it was, I always... You can go to YouTube and search Susan Boyle. I usually think that everything's possible, and then I realize, oh, crap, I don't have a voice like Susan Boyle. <laughs> right. Um... But you might have a you might have a Susan Boyle skill. Maybe yours is tenderness, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's the female Paul Potts. You know, who's that? <laughs> you gonna do a lightning round or what? Let's do lightning round. Okay, I'm gonna set the clock. So we all do. Uh, what do you get? I did like seconds? five songs somehow in that one. Um, yeah, you did. Um, we each. We, okay, I'm gonna give us. Uh, I'm gonna start the clock at five minutes, and so you just gotta you just gotta be fr- kind to your your fellow brothers here, and just not take too too much time. Alan, you wanna start with the lightning round? Well, I don't really know how the lightning round works. Maybe I should go second. I I just hit I hit st- timer. I hit I hit go, and then you tell me a song. We play it. You give it like you give it like your two cents, and we keep going. We don't do a little chit chat. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. I gotta find which ones are for me, but. Um, you want me to go? Um, I'm gonna I start. only have a few extras on here. I'm going to start the timer. Okay, go, Al. All right. First one is Hurt by Johnny Cash. This is, uh, this is if you want to impress people and really seem raw and legit, this is a good one to know because... To play? It's a, uh, well, no, just to be familiar with. Because it's so cool. Johnny Cash covering today. someone is... To see uh, you know, at Nine Inch Nails, but uh, anyway, and plus it talks about you know suicide and stuff, so that is raw as well. But he does a good version of it. I mean, I think it's very. Um, he definitely puts his Johnny Cash spin on it. So it's if you haven't heard it, then uh, give it a listen. That band made it a Trent Reznor song too, not quite as good as this. Didn't uh, didn't um, Trent Reznor also Trent Reznor also said that this was Johnny Cash's song now, did he? Yeah, yeah. Well, Trent Reznor, this was never really promoted by Nine Inch Nails or Trent Reznor. It was like, I, I mean, I don't know if he. It's almost like it was a B side or something. You never really heard it. Well, but, we heard it now. We hurt it. Although the actually, you know, honestly though, I do like Trent Reznor's version better. But, oh, but this is cool. It's a good scratch. This is a good video though. A good record bike. scratch. That's a pretty good podcast name. All right. How about this one? Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez. Okay. The knife, the original. This is very different from the original. I happen to love the, the knife very much, but I like their album Silent Shout more, which is uh, the album after this. And this song kind of made Jose Gonzalez, didn't it? I think so. This is his song. This yeah. is the only version of this song that I know. I didn't even know this. Was the <laughs> the uh, the knife version is very different. Um, it's fact, a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit. Maybe we can use that as the outro music. Maybe so. It's a it's a it's an intense song. It's got a, it's a really hard edge. It's a but it's I mean a female vocal, but it's the knife is just kind of has that really heavy. The knife thing. is moody. Yeah, it is. 
All right. Alan, I just got... noticed Lee Lee pulled off like the uh, really tough task of adding on this playlist a Tears for Fears cover and a cover of Tears for Fears. Yeah. Speaking of which, why don't we just play it really quick? Mad World from Donnie Darko. Um, I mean, this is like this is the real Garden State. That's what Donnie Darko is. You know, Zach Braff has nothing on Jake Gyllenhaal. And this song is the quintessential sad boy song of the 2000s. It's true. And I was a sad boy in the 2000s. All right, Al, you got another one? It's enough of Mad World. Yeah, by the way, this song, it seems like half the times I ever heard that song was in the background on a TV show. I mean, sometimes it's kind of funny, and sometimes it's kind of sad. <laughs> it's a okay. Mad World. It's mad World. Okay, next, <laughs> next yeah, one is um, I'm going to cu- ca- package a couple of uh, Postal Service songs together here. All right. Are we doing uh, this? One, one is the iconic Postal Service cover song, I think, Such Great Heights, Iron and Wine. So this was, uh, it's probably still it is historically the biggest Postal Service song, right? Yeah, I mean, It was yeah. the first, at least, that I was uh, familiar with, but, um, but this is one of the ones that... Um, oh, that's our timer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alan. You're gonna have to just just leave it there. <laughs> All right, hold on. We will become silhouettes by the Shins is another classic. This one wasn't as popular as a Postal Service song. I think maybe the covers, the different covers of this song, ended up being. We uh, the the that popular. Iron and Wine song was like on an Eminem's commercial. Yeah, it was really really popular. This one this one was the We Will Become Silhouettes only was ever on a Skittles commercial. It wasn't quite the same <laughs> level of 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 fame. Um, that was that was a that was a time I feel like were people more like generous with covers in like the 2000s. I feel like there's a lot of sharing going well, on. It was like that that same one that like that. If you toured with somebody, you took one of their songs. It was, was like, like a, a thing you did instead of getting the pin to where you took because the their Shins, songs. Iron Wine, Post Service were all very much like happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So so Echo Hawks gonna do their f- first cover. You want to know what song it's gonna be? Wait, you're the only member of Echo Hawk, and yet you refer to them as a hey, they. Hey. <laughs> the preferred pronouns of Echo hey. Hawk is they. <laughs> All right. I can respect that. It's just funny. Echo Hawk is gonna cover anything, anything. If by uh, oh, Dorama Rama. Yeah, that's a pretty good song, actually. Um, is that is that in your lane? Oh yeah. It's gonna be acoustic. Anything, wait, that's what they wanted wait, to do. The thing about anything, anything is that the only version people know is the live version. That's right? true. Because that's true, and you'll only know it if you're really cool. The uh, there's a yeah. That's a whole other episode. Is uh, when they did it better live. Isn't that a funny concept when you couldn't nail it in the studio and yet in the on the stage it made made a lot more sense. Yeah, we should do that next time. Maybe so. We don't, we don't have to. I think Ryan wanted to do um, songs to... No, I had a good one there. So let me think of what that was. Wait, did you have one, one last cover? Ryan, I feel like we snubbed you there a little bit. I did get a little bit snubbed, but I was just going to go out with... Uh, <laughs> I was just going to go out with Blister in the Sun anyway, so... Oh, Blister in the Sun uh, by Guster? Yeah, because that's one of the ways I just went down songs I thought would be cool if there was a cover for, and this one had a cover by Guster, <laughs> which is a I thought you hated Guster. I don't hate Guster. I just... See, the... the I this thought everyone needed an example of who do you think you are. I mean, Guster, they could they could cover some people, maybe a Simon and Garfunkel here or there. Guster, Guster feels corny in the way like okay, get okay, goes corny, in the way but Ben Folds is corny. 
Violent Femmes is not supposed to be in the corny category. But uh, I don't know. Gordon Gano is definitely a corny dude. Um, Violent Femmes. This is this. This is the, is this their song? Is this like the number one song? It's gotta be. But they had a few big ones, didn't they? Uh, maybe three or four. I think I know Violent Femmes because they played on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, which is a that song, man. I, I thought about that. I can't remember what song that one was. Um, please, please, please don't let me go or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like that idea that you can take something and have fun with it, even if it's not, you know. I like Kevin. That's a pretty straightforward cover, but it's a band that shouldn't be covering that. And then I don't know if were I Violent was... Femmes very popular outside of K Rock, or did K Rock kind of make that band? Um, they kind of made that band, but it was also before our time level. That's an '80s. Uh, that's like an '80s album. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Were they ever like big before they started to get play on K Rock? I don't think any bands that weren't like hair hair bands in the '80s were big. If you weren't, unless you're Paul Abdul or Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, I don't think you could be big in the '80s. There's no way to do that, right? I mean, the '80s '80s are. Uh... I think they're still kind of indie. I think that even that even that 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 album that has all those big songs was like an indie release. Um, um, I think it's it's violent, right? Not violet. Violent. Violent. Yeah, I think I've screwed it up a time or two in my in my t- in my day. Um, it's, it really changes the meaning a lot if you screw that word up. Yeah, that that's a song that the whole perception of it is so kind of tainted and shaped by the lyric "big hands." <laughs> you know, it's it's hard it's all hard to ever really incorporate that song without just that, you know, being a prominent consideration yeah, yeah obviously i mean but that's i thought it's also what weird teenage boys were like do you know what this song's about <laughs> why you listen to it so so the reason we're doing this podcast is because it's there's a lot you can learn about life through music um, and let's just do our big t- life takeaways from this discussion stay in your lane stay in your lane um don't change. don't abuse women because then you don't get to be on this yeah. podcast <laughs> ryan um, adams Change up the genre every once in a while. Change up the genre. Can we just call it the genre? The genre. Um, I'm just looking at the Spotify recommended covers that we missed. Which ones did we miss? What's Spotify saying? Uh, Rocket Man by My, My Morning Jacket. Uh, keep it to yourself, Spotify. I haven't heard that one. Uh, Landslide by Smashing Pumpkins. There's some Smashing Pumpkins ones that I didn't get onto mine. There's. They're doing a. They're doing a new. What about Alien Ant Farm? I'm surprised you guys didn't have that. We, we, didn't we give that a hat tip last time? We kind of did. Alex Alex isn't on the mic today, so that he would have definitely put that one in because he loves Alien Ant Farm. His, he named his first kids Alien Ant and Farm. So and yeah, in that order. Alien Ant and Farm, the trio, <laughs> the triplets. How, what what prevents Alex from being on the mic every week? Um, he's he, right here. He's, he's actually pretty close to a mic. He's just setting up a camera right now. I'm just trying to figure out the technology to no avail. Alan, uh, Alex is too much of a pacifist for this kind of this kind he's of. He's just the producer behind warfare. the glass. Yeah. I just if I if I talk enough, I'll start swearing. So. Yeah, I heard him say crap twice earlier today. <laughs> C R A P. Sorry, I didn't want to get put an explicit label on this. No, I'm just. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'm just back here every time. Lee makes a suggestion, just shaking my head. Yes, <laughs> I mean nodding. I mean nodding my head. Yeah. <laughs> when you shake and say yes. Um. Any other any other pearls of wisdom, Al? I feel like you had some good ones today, actually. Well, I you know the fact that teenage dirtbag is on here at all, and the fact that 
Teenage Dirtbag is on here and I'm not the one who added it is just mind-boggling to All right, me. that's a good one to go out on, actually. Teenage Dirtbag by Walk Off the Earth, which... Who do those hey, guys there's think another, they are? There's another cover cover group there we didn't really... T- yeah, that's all. Walk Off the Earth drives me crazy a little bit, but you know what? They're smart business people, aren't they? Yeah, They're gotta, gimmicky. Yeah. They're the ones that covered the... They jumped in when they covered uh, Somebody I Used to Know, and they were all on the same guitar. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Also, I like Teenager Bag, just just full stop. It's a great song. It is a good song. It just it ends up being like a victim of itself. So. It was from that movie. Was it from... I want to say it might have been... A, it was one of those teen movies that it was yeah. like the... The band is American Pie or something. Weedus is Weedus. the band. Yeah, Weedus was always next to Weezer in the yeah. in the <laughs> the stores in the album stores. Yeah, and that's the only reason I ever paid to mind. Weezer, Ween, Weedus. Uh, the Holy Trinity of yeah. the '90s, late '90s. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I think we did some good work today, and we did some bad work. I think that that's one of these. Uh, man, we could have done this again, like right now, and had a completely different list, and not even. You know, without even trying. So that's, that's we could have done this right now and been completely different people. We could have. I could have yeah, been a guy with, uh, with a Cockney accent <laughs> if I knew how to do it. That, I could. That's why anyone listening Latin. has gotta gotta get the playlist with all these gems on here. If you're that's listening, li- download our playlist. Shoot us a few dollars if you like what what, what we do here. Um, subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to our channel. Um, this is DJ Lee three seventy. Um, joined by. Um, Alan Officer Mike over here money. to my right, and A A Money, Echo Hawk. Five Money, Five Money is, is that's my Five Money's DJ name. In in T O C A, is what we call Thousand Oaks. Three of paper, two of coin. Three of paper, two of coin. Um, I've got a I've got a a playlist for next time. I got the theme. What is it? Time. So I was gonna go off of what, what Alan uh, was talking about earlier about bands that we should know that we should like we're supposed to like. Oh, bands you should like but you don't. That's actually great. I thought you were gonna say for some reason bands that I'm Alan gonna start would with to Bony Bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll just get that rolling right now. Um, End with Sushan Stevens. Sushi, <laughs> sushi Stevens. So maybe the bands that like people have always assumed that you like well, because they hear your music or. How about, I mean, I think it's interesting if you genuinely would like to like them. Not that you feel like you yeah. should like them, but like it's like you've maybe you've tried and it hasn't worked. It's the in and out of playlists, you know. Uh, the, uh, the like the burger joint. Yeah. I don't follow Alan. Well, you know, you're from California. You go around and people think, you know, you should be into In and Out. You know. Alan, you don't like In and Out. This is it's shocking, okay, you know. This is shocking. I went to in and out in and out four times this week and every time I was like, "Oh man, this is way better than I remember." <laughs> Alan, I've I've been in and out with you recently. <laughs> Wait till you have kids that they only eat in and out. That's that's where it does kind of throw that. I mean, that ruined life. Chick-fil-A for me for crying Same. out those loud. Those are the two, those two, those two restaurants. Kid. Let's let's do let's do the the music equivalent of fast food restaurants next time. I mean, we can do that another time. What do you think Taco Bell is? Teenage Dirtbag? <laughs> Some 41, probably. Del, I yeah. want Del Taco to be a sublime song. I was going to say Papa Roach myself. but um, Papa Roach. It's a little on the nose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna, to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play us out here with, um, with heart, the original Heartbeats by The Knife as Ryan reads the credits. 
Um, yeah. And the sponsors. Spe- special thanks to, uh, um, I don't know, anybody. Special, special thanks to our mom. For, and for making this all possible. And Otis's mom, Ryan's wife. And, uh, and Luke's mom, Alan's wife. And uh, this is really a podcast for the moms out there. Has mom listened to this yet? Do we know? I don't think mom knows how to do that. All right. We recorded this. Don't play Violent Femmes for her. That's all I can say. Uh, She can handle that. Did they get explicit? It's just about violence and femmes. All right, guys. It's been real. Okay, Al. Thanks, ma'am. It's good talking to you. No problem. See you guys. This is a good song.